it's an interesting topic to bring up on a New York themed podcast because I know New Yorkers have very strong opinions about LA. Uh, some of them, some of them love it. Some of them don't love it. Some of them don't want to know anything about it because they're just so convinced that New York is the center of the universe. Gossip Nista here, your one and only source into the real lives of New Yorkers and what it's like to live in New York City. So is it all glitz and glamour? Where do you start? What should you know? And who am I? I'll tell you everything you need to know and you'll thank me for it. XOXO, Gossip Nista. Hey everyone, and welcome to the Gossip Nista podcast. I'm your host, Mariana Monks, and today we have a special episode. It is a follow up from my NYC versus LA series that dropped probably about a year ago. This is New Yorkers in LA, and it's a really special topic that is going to talk about bi coastal life, not only in New York City, but also Los Angeles. We're not really going to put LA against New York. Or vice versa. It's it's just going to be an explanation of how life is in both areas. I think my guest Daniel Zollar has created such an amazing community in Los Angeles for New Yorkers. Actually, I came across him through an article that was written by the New York Times where he has created a WhatsApp that New Yorkers essentially plug into. It's already at max, guys, unfortunately, 250 people, but he does have a Facebook group. He does have a lot of articles that you can connect with him, which I'm going to plug in the show notes that you can essentially learn whether New York or LA is for you. But in our interview, Daniel's going to share his New York story, his LA story, the tips for both coasts, best pizza spots, so much great insight. Like he even gives us an amazing, poem-like love letter of New York City. It's it's a must listen to. So I'm just going to let you dive into our conversation. Without further ado, here is my interview with Daniel Zollar. Oh my goodness. Daniel, I am really happy to have you on the podcast today. Welcome. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Sunny day here in Santa Monica, so no complaints. Oh, and you answered my question. <laughs> I was about to ask, where are you coming from today, right? Whether I know you were in New York not too long ago. So Yeah, I was just in New York for three weeks, actually, uh, visiting friends and family and settling back into West Coast life. Oh my gosh, but you're still on East Coast time, I, I can tell. Yeah, I am. Woke up at 5.45 this morning, so it takes a little while to adjust. Well, I am very happy to have you on the podcast. We have quite a conversation that we're going to discuss, and it's essentially New Yorkers being in Los Angeles, right? You, mm-hmm. I answered your first question here, but <laughs> let us let me just ask it. So are you originally from New York, Daniel? Are you like a born native here? Um, tell, tell us your story and where you come from. Yeah, uh, sure. So I'm not originally from New York. Uh, I grew up in New Haven, Connecticut, which is about two hours outside the city. Um, For those who don't know New Haven, it's uh, famous for Yale University. 
and for some legendary pizza restaurants. A lot of New Yorkers never believe me when, when I tell them that New Haven has the best pizza, but it's Ooh. true. There's some uh, legendary spots, uh, Sally's and Pepe's and Modern Pizza in New Haven, and everyone there loves debating which one is their favorite. But, you know, I grew up going to New York a lot uh, as a kid. Um, I kind of always you know, had a, a feeling I would end up there. Uh, I spent nine years in Boston for college and grad school, and then I ended up living in New York for 12 years, uh, all over Manhattan. Uh, I lived in the financial district first when I was working on Wall Street, then the Upper West Side, East Village, West Village. Um, so, you know, I definitely got the full Manhattan experience. Oh my gosh. Um, I've got I've got my share of crazy apartment hunt stories and dealing with brokers and landlords and moving into fifth floor walk-ups. Oh. Um, and it wasn't always easy, but, you know, I, I wouldn't change a thing. Yes, definitely not, right? The experience is what makes New York stories come yeah, alive. And absolutely. That's amazing. Okay, so you're, you're an East Coast boy, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, you lived in New York for 12 years. Now you're in L.A. You gave us a lay of the land of where you landed upon and, and where, you know, you've lived throughout the city. So tell us, like, more specifically about those, like, living details. Wh- where did you last leave from New York and where did you first land? Sure. Um, so, you know, I, I first moved to New York after college. Uh, I got a job at Goldman Sachs uh, on Wall Street. And uh, I decided it would make sense to live in the financial district just because I knew I was going to be working long hours. I wanted to be, you know, close to walking distance to the office. You know, not the most exciting part of the city. Um, and I actually was living there during 9-11, which was, you know, pretty oh, wow. challenging, challenging time to be in lower Manhattan. Mm-hmm. Um, so my first couple of years in the city were, were tough, to be honest. You know, it was one of those Wall Street jobs where you're working all the time. So I didn't really get to experience the city as much as mm-hmm. I liked. Um, and then I left the city and I went to Harvard for law school. Um, so I spent a few more years in the Boston area, but I always really missed New York. I always kind of kept coming back to the city uh, because uh, for those who know Cambridge, you know, it's a beautiful town, but it really does feel a little bit sleepy compared to New York. Mm-hmm. So I moved back to New York after law school. Uh, I found an amazing brownstone on the Upper West Side, right near Zabar's and the Museum of Natural History. I uh, started having a lot of picnics in Central Park, uh, which is my favorite part of the city. Yeah. And I think that that's when I really, you know, started to really embrace New York um, again and ended up spending another 10 years in the city, uh, four years on the Upper West Side, uh, a brief stint in the East Village, and then the West Village for five years. So that was my most recent spot. West Village. Ooh, the elusive West Village. Yes, and, and so did you, you love it as much or, or did you? I do. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, it, it, West Village is amazing. I mean, I think the the trade-offs are it's super expensive. I was paying mm-hmm. $4,000 for a tiny one bedroom on Barrow mm-hmm. Hudson. Um, but it, it's amazing. I mean, there's, there's nothing like the charm of just walking around those beautiful tree-lined uh, blocks and the, the cobblestones and just the amazing restaurants and cocktail bars and lounges. Um, and just the energy, especially, you know, those first warm, you know, spring days, uh, walking up Hudson, everybody sitting outside. It, it, it always kind of felt kind of European to me a little bit, kind of a cool European cafe vibe and yep. going, going for runs and Hudson River Park and having picnics out there, walking through Washington Square Park. I mean, it's, it's a pretty magical uh, place to be. I, I love how you just painted that picture. And so, OK, yeah. so you've had quite an adventure in the city. Thank you for, for yeah. letting us you know into that now what would you say your overall experience um in new york city what was that like honestly it was a roller coaster um a lot of highs a lot lot of lows um and i I think that's true of a lot of people i know dealing with new york you know it's really a city of extremes Uh, you know my first couple years in the city were hard Uh, you know i was working crazy hours Mm -hmm. i didn't really kind of know who my friends were didn't really understand how to navigate the city 
uh, you know, went through, you know, living there during 9-11, which obviously was very challenging. And then it really wasn't until I moved back to the city after grad school that I started to have a much better experience with city life. Uh, I was living in a great neighborhood, uh, the Upper West Side, at a great brownstone building with an awesome roommate. And just reflecting on this, I, I feel like everyone really needs to figure out how to make the city work for them, mm. you know, where to live, you know, who you want to be spending your time with, how to have a work-life balance. And, you know, I really had some of the best years of my life living there on the Upper West Side uh, and then in the West Village where I was for five years. So, you know, it was a, it was a lot of ups and downs, um, but overall, you know, I, I, I love the city. I, I love going back there as much as I can. Um, it's always a magical feeling to see that city skyline for the first time when you when you arrive back in town. Of course. And, you know, yeah. And I feel like I rediscover myself every time I'm in New York. You know, it's just that the people that I see and the conversations I have, they, they always inspire me. Oh, you are wrapping it up so greatly, but you did know on a lot of things that I want to touch upon briefly as we continue to move, but that's okay. Um, you know, you really feel that people need to find themselves in New York and learn how to navigate it. How did you find your tribe, learn to navigate the city. Tell us like the steps that it took for you to do this and how long before you actually felt like in that groove. Yeah, for me, it was probably a solid two years uh, before I really found that groove. Mm -hmm. And I think it all came down to figuring out, you know, a good neighborhood I wanted to live in, uh, the upper side, uh, having a good, you know, friend group, you know, four of my best friends in the world live right near me. Uh, You know, I had a good work-life balance. And I think New York, you know, it's, it's, it can be a very tough city to live in. And I think really the, the key building blocks you want to get into place are having the right job or at least being able to make ends meet. Obviously, it's a very tough mm-hmm. place to, to live if you don't have any money. Yep. Uh, finding the right apartments. Everyone in New York has apartment hunt stories. And that can yep. be you know, a real challenge if you're living in an uncomfortable situation or just not the right area. And then just, yeah, finding the right group of people, figuring out how dating and relationships work in the city, which can be its own a challenge. Uh, yeah. Not not always the same as how dating relationships work in other cities. There's some yeah. unique uh, New York aspects to that. So it really just took some time and a lot of trial and error. You know, I made probably every mistake in the book. Um, but once I kind of figured it out and settled into a good rhythm, uh, you know, I had some of the best years of my life living in the city. Yeah. Okay. So were your friends that were near you, were they friends from college or someone you already knew, or did you form them in New York? And then after that, I want to know, is a dating game hard in New York City? you know, if I'm sure you dated that. Yeah. Yeah. I I have a lot of stories on that subject. So yeah, my, my friends in the city, it was a mix of friends from college, uh, friends I had worked with. That was kind of the, the initial uh, friend group. Um, And, you know, I found that it was tough, you know, making friends just, you know, going out to bars or going out to those kinds of things. But what really worked for me was going to other types of events, going to dinner parties, going to book talks, really any kind of kind of focused events mm. where everybody kind of knows, you know, the host or knows someone in common. I, I found it was a lot easier to, to meet people when you're there for a specific purpose, uh, you know, a book launch events, uh, maybe kind of an arts and culture event. Yeah. Uh, I, joined, I joined Soho House and started meeting people uh, there. I started getting to invite, invited to a lot of Shabbat dinners through the Jewish community on the Upper West Side. So for me, that was really a helpful way to build community and, and make friends. Perfect. Perfect. And then, so the dating scene, was and that? Dating, yeah, dating in New York was a mystery to me when I first got there. I mean, I really didn't know how you were supposed to act, what the cool places were to, to take women, mm-hmm. um, all, all these little things that somehow I just never learned. And again, yeah, just a lot of trial and error. I mean, I, I started using all of the dating apps. Um, back then, it was things like uh, J-Dates or Match or eHarmony. 
Mm -hmm. uh, now, you know, Bumble and the League and Hinge. Um, and I think it's the kind of thing where, you know, a little bit like New York life in general, just as time goes by, you get more confidence in, you know, understanding which places you like to go for dates, uh, you know, how to order, how to, you know, make small talk. And, yeah. and one nice thing about dating in the city is everybody kind of has these relatable stories, right? Everybody can talk about why they moved to the city, where they live. Everyone's got an apartment hunt story. Um, so I think when, once you can really kind of seize on, on those kind of topics, that's something that kind of helps you relate to anyone in New York. Mm -hmm. And so for me, you know, those, those conversation topics were, were pretty good for, for anything from my first date to second date to, you know, you name it. A hundred percent. And were you more of an online dating person or more like a meet in, like meeting people organically? Is that even something yeah. today? Yeah, you know, I, I I do hear that some people meet people organically, and I uh -huh. have done that a little bit. But to be honest, I was never really like that kind of guy who would like you know go and like pick up girls at a bar. It was never really my mm -hmm. style. So I, I would say I met the majority of people I dated uh, on online on dating apps, probably eighty percent, and it was fine. And 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 for me, one of the nice things about that is you know you can kind of get to know the person a little bit virtually. Um, you have a little bit more kind of trust that's built up, and then when you meet up with them in person, it's, it's one-on-one. -on -one. And I feel like I do better in kind of a one-on-one, -on -one, more intimate setting versus, you know, trying to shout over strangers at a crowded bar. Yeah, oh my gosh. Thank you so much for opening it up a, a lot deeper than I intended to ask questions about, you know, your New York story here, but I love yeah. it because I think it's great, like learning information for individuals. And so um, more specifically, is there things you liked and disliked about New York City? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so for me, it, it always comes down to the people in New York. The mm -hmm. people is the number one thing. Um, and I think you'll hear that from a lot of New Yorkers. Uh, I've always just felt that New York is really the major league of cities, right? You need to have something going for you to make it in New York. It's not an easy place to live. Um, and just, you know, through all the years I've lived in New York, you know, the people you meet there, they're just exceptional. They're brilliant. They're ambitious. They're, they're focused on achievements and making an impact on the world. And, you know, it's really inspiring. Mm -hmm. And and then just the energy and the diversity. You know, it's a, it's a world-class city. You've got the best restaurants, bars, culture, nightlife, the vibrancy of the city. And then just the, the, un, the, the serendipity. That's a word that I think about. You know, it's something I think a lot of us missed during the lockdown. But just New York is a city where you never know where the night is going to take you. You never know where you're going to end up, who you're going to end up hanging out with. And I think it's something really special about that that you don't find in a lot of other cities. And then for dislikes, I would say... Uh, apartments, you know, finding an apartment in New York mm -hmm. obviously is a challenge, you know, finding a good rent controlled apartment. It's like searching for the Holy Grail. It's like this mm -hmm. elusive thing that people dream about, but often don't actually get. Yeah, um, everybody competes about who has the, the worst story about their crappy first New York apartment. And, you know, the city can be stressful, uh, you know, just the, the energy, especially in places like Midtown, when you've got the crowded streets and the sidewalks. You've got, you know, bikes and scooters coming from all different directions and you really feel like you need to have eyes in the back of your head or you're going to be run mm -hmm. over. But, you know, you, you learn to adapt. And, you know, from my experience, I found that the challenges of the city really end up bringing people together. You know, it's like we, we bond over these stories about how we found our apartments, how we navigated dating relationships and, you know, just finding creative ways to get by. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Now you've noted apartments one or two times and I have to hear your worst apartment story at this point Daniel like yeah I'll never forget moving from the Upper West Side uh, to the East Village and um, I got my friends to load up a U-Haul truck I was on a fourth floor walk up I think I was moving into a fifth floor walk up oh. and there was a 17 inches of snow and we loaded up the U-Haul truck and then the U-Haul truck was stuck in the snow and we had to shovel it out you could barely get it out of there and then 
by the time we showed up at my new place, there was, I guess, miscommunication with the landlord and they wouldn't let us move in at a certain time or we had to move in like two hours later. So we had to just sit around in the truck before they even let, let me move my stuff into the apartment. So wow. I feel like these kinds of things just happened over and over just with like dealing with unpredictable, you know, landlord or, or broker yep. situations. Um, and, you know, stressful at the time, but, you know, all worth it once you're settled into, you know, a great New York fan. Man, you guys had to be some strong, you know, New York <laughs> guys to go up four flights, then come down, then go up yeah. five flights to take you, all that furniture. You, you really learn who your friends are when you figure out who's willing to come and help you move apartments. In New York. Those are really good friends. Wow. I, I, yeah. That's that is a, only a New York type of story. And like I was going to ask that question. I may still because I'm sure you have other stories. But um, Daniel, my question, my, my next question is, you know, we're, we're talking about New York, New Yorkers. I'd love to hear your perspective on what you think makes New York and New Yorkers different from other people in other cities in the world? Yeah, you know, I've, I've thought about that a lot because New Yorkers really are different from people you meet in other cities. Mm-hmm. New, New Yorkers, they have an edge. You know, everyone has got some kind of hustle. Um, and I, I like to joke that one way to find out if someone's a real New Yorker is to say, I want to see you make $500 in one day on the street. I feel Ooh. like that's a challenge a real New Yorker will happily accept. I feel mm-hmm. like real New Yorkers' eyes will light up. Be like, I could tell you 10 different ways to make $500 on the street right now. Oh my gosh, name them. <laughs> name them. <laughs> you know, you, you spend time in Washington Square Park and you'll, you'll see a few examples of that. Um, okay. Yeah, the urban hustle. And, you know, it just, it's a great place for people who are different uh, or weird. You know, I've, I've always felt like people in New York, they have these weird hobbies. Uh, you'll meet people who will tell you, oh, I'm really into pesto. Or you'll meet someone who's a master pickler and he spends his days pickling every fruit and vegetable from the farmer's market. <laughs> and, <laughs> and that's something I appreciate, um, you know, just how people can be, you know, as, as weird and different as they want here. And that's totally accepted. And, you know, when I first moved to New York, I, I think I, I tried to fit in. I looked around. I saw everyone was dressing all in black. Uh, ordering vodka sodas at the bar, uh, you know, walking fast, being sarcastic. And then at some point, I think as I really settled into New York life, I realized, you know, this isn't me. <laughs> sometimes I like to wear colors other than black. Right. Um, and sometimes I eat my pizza with a fork and knife, even the people that make fun of me for that. But that's just mm-hmm. me. And uh-huh. yeah. And I realized no one cares. You know, this is a city where, you know, you can be as weird as you want. And that's actually celebrated. Um, so that's one thing I really appreciate about the city. You noted so many great things. And I agree with you on so many different levels. But like, you know, like, because you're also saying like everyone wears black, right? And like some people would note that. Is that a stereotype or is that real New York? Yeah, I, I mean, I think it's a stereotype. Um, and it probably depends on the demographic, the age and what part of town you're in. I'm sure, mm-hmm. you know, the older folks on the Upper West Side who go to Broadway shows, it's not so much true of them. But I, I guess when, when I think about everyone wearing black, I'm thinking about certainly, you know, in the, in the winter and the, the cold months and people, you know, going out in the village and Soho, you know, there, there definitely seems to be a little bit of a New York uh, dress yeah. code and, and you know you, you know you don't see a lot a lot of white you see a lot more black that's kind of the, the standard default outfit in a lot of the city yeah you you know a, a good point there all right so i you know what advice would you give to someone who is looking to make new york city their new home yeah uh, i would say first you know spend some time in the city get to know the different neighborhoods um you know your experience is going to be very different if you're living in the financial districts versus the upper west side uh, versus Brooklyn. So I think, you know, it helps to do a little, you know, neighborhood shopping, 
And it, it helps to have friends live in the city who can kind of point you in the right direction, kind of show you what their favorite things are. I think that's such a more sensible way to go about doing it versus just going online and looking at a guidebook. You know, that can be a good starting point. But I think you really want to rely on the people you know in the city and their local recommendations. New Yorkers are so willing to share their favorite places that everyone's got an opinion. Everyone wants to, you know, share their New York love with, with newcomers to the city. So I think that's a big part of it. And then in terms of just the nuts and bolts of it, you know, you obviously want to figure out how you're going to be able to afford New York life. Uh, it's not cheap. I think uh, New York just surpassed uh, San Francisco as the highest uh, average one bedroom rental anywhere in the country. Yeah. Um, so you need to figure out how you're going to pay the bills, obviously. And then just think about, you know, what kind of work-life balance you're going to want to have. People in the city tend to work extremely hard and sometimes you have to, to get by. But I think to really appreciate the city and make the most of it, it's really important to have enough free time to go to restaurants and spend time with friends and get to know other New Yorkers and go to theater and go to museums. For, for me, that's really what, what makes you know, New York the best city. Thank you so much for that. Last question, then we'll move on to our second segment. And this is if you were to you know, wrap up New York into your own personal quote or what New York means to you, like what comes to mind? Or there could be a quote out there that you particularly like already. Can I share something I, I wrote about New York after I got back from Burning Man? Uh, for the yeah, first time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so that would be anyway, amazing. Yeah, so I've, I've gone to Burning Man three times, and for anyone who's been to Burning Man and spent time in New York, maybe this will resonate. So, I realized New York City is like Burning Man. It's an extreme environment that can feel like another planet. You learn to lean into discomforts, radical self-reliance. Your survival skills are tested. Danger lurks around each corner. Walking through Times Square, Penn Station at rush hour, like a hollowed out 747 that's been turned into a pulsing art car. Old timers complain how it's changed, not the same as it used to be. It's impossible to predict what each day will bring. You're surrounded by a volatile gaseous mixture, particles under high pressure bouncing off each other with high kinetic energy. Random collisions and chemical reactions take place constantly. From sunrise to the office, a hero's journey, an emotional roller coaster. Off to dinner and drinks, expectations shattered, love lost, tears shed, heartbreak. Then a text, a house party, a charity event, meeting old friends and new, finding a glimmer of hope amidst the wreckage, a ray of light, a hidden treasure, a new connection, inspiration in unexpected places. Seeing a little kid helping an old man cross the street renews your faith in humanity. Why complain when you're reminded of the multi-hued vitality of life all around you? You meet amazing people from all over the world who have come together to embrace the power of this mythical city with its traditions and ritual, its historical figures and heroes. And both places could have the same tagline, sponsored by Instagram and FOMO. Oh my gosh, I love that. Oh, that gave me like... So many feels, and I don't know if it's for New York or for Burning Man. I think it's both. A little bit of both. Yeah, that was wonderful. Thank you so much for for sharing that with us. That that is a unique and different way of sharing that quote and almost love letter to New York City. So perfect. We are moving on to a new city for our second segment here, Daniel. And this is what the the podcast episode is revolved around because, you know, as you noted, you come from Connecticut, you lived in New York, but now you're in Santa Monica, Los Angeles. And so 
something big happened and this is how we connected recently is that you have taken the wave and the love of New Yorkers to a new city. So let's start there. And, 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 and I left it, you know, open-ended there. So you can tell us about, you know, your career background and what led to this New York times article that's NYC in LA. Gossip Mista here. I hope you're enjoying the show so far. I wanted to hop in here to ask that if you haven't yet, if you could please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast wherever you listen. This will help me reach more people and spread the word about New York City and those who love it. And if you want to stay up to date, be sure to follow at Gossipnista Podcast on Instagram. Now, back to the show. Yeah, it's been been kind of a wild ride, but um, I uh, I moved to LA five years ago in 2017, and uh, in terms of my career background, you know, I've got kind of an unusual career path. Uh, I worked in venture capital, Goldman Sachs. I went to Harvard Law School. I did uh, consulting and McKinsey, uh, and then I did some tech startups, uh, some of which went went okay, so others which didn't do so well. Uh, I got into screenwriting and producing independent film at one point. Um, and lately, uh, for the last five or six years, I've been doing independent consulting uh, for healthcare and technology companies. So uh, I feel like I've tried about 10 different career paths and kind of settled on one that's working pretty well for me now, but uh, a lot of uh, a lot of ups and downs. Mm-hmm. Um, As it is which, in everyone's career path for the most part, right? Nothing's yeah. ever smooth. Yeah, exactly. And, and I think that also kind of reflects the up and downs just from my New York life. It's all the different apartments, all the different relationships, all the different you know friend groups, experiences, uh, a lot. <laughs> it was a lot. Yeah. So, you know, I, I really think I experienced all the highs and lows of New York life, you know, from those, you know, 100 hour weeks at Goldman Sachs to, to those picnics in Central Park that I used to love when I lived on the Upper West Side. Yeah. And in terms of making the move, you know, as time went by, you know, I feel like the stress of the city really started to wear on me. And I would go out to visit friends in LA and I loved it. You know, I just felt mm-hmm. calmer, more relaxed. And, uh, Back in 2015, I decided to sublet my West Village apartment, spend the winter in Santa Monica. Mm-hmm. And it was great. You know, I went to the beach yoga, did all these sunrise hikes, did my first sound bath meditation. Uh-huh. And I befriended my Airbnb hosts in Santa Monica and they introduced mm-hmm. me to their friends. So that helps a lot with building community. Yeah. And I think just over time, LA went from being this kind of attractive fantasy to a place where I felt I could actually settle down and really build a new home. Mm-hmm. Um, so I you know, back in the summer of 2017, um, I just gone through a breakup and I realized, you know, Hey, I'm not tied down to New York at all. And, uh, you know, wanted to see what life is like uh, on the West coast. So I broke my lease, packed up a couple suitcases and, and made the move. Wow. You were ready for change is what I'm hearing, yeah. you know, the underlining of that. And obviously LA is a whole different world than New York City, but you were willing to embrace it and you're in the smack middle of it now. You noted some notable LA things there, mm-hmm. me knowing LA and coming from there. Okay, so 2017, you moved to LA. What has life in LA been like compared to New York City? Like if, if you could paint those two different worlds in, in pictures for those that may not know either one. Well, it, it's an interesting topic to bring up on a New York themed podcast because I know <laughs> New Yorkers have very strong opinions about LA. Uh, yeah. some, of them, some of them love it. Some of them don't love it. Some of them don't want to know anything about it because they're just so convinced that New York is the center of the universe. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when I moved, I, I felt like there were three big misconceptions about LA. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and those are that you're always stuck in traffic, that everyone in LA is shallow and vapid and superficial. Mm-hmm. And three, that there's no good pizza in LA. And, you know, I think all of these are true to some extent, but they're not really true. Like, you know, the traffic, you know, it can be bad, but, you know, if you avoid rush hour and take the side streets, that's fine. You, you don't need to own a car these days because Uber and Lyft, you know, you can just call a car and have it take you anywhere, like a New York taxi. Uh, the people, um, you know, yeah, there there is a lot of the entertainment industry and Hollywood is a big part of LA, but it's such a big city and it's so diverse. You know, I have friends who are tech entrepreneurs, health and wellness leaders, doctors, you know, writers, academics. So, you know, you, it, it is an incredibly diverse city. And then on the third point for pizza, uh, you know, obviously, you know, New York is always going to come out head and shoulders above with pizza, uh-huh. but there are a couple, there are a couple good spots in LA I found. Please name, name one. Cause when I'm in LA, <laughs> I, I want, I want to go here. Yeah. So my favorite is a place called Jelena uh, on Abikini, which is a pretty mm-hmm. well-known local restaurant that has mm-hmm. amazing Neapolitan style pizza. There's one called Moza. There's a place called Pizzana in Brentwood. So there, there are a few, but, but it, it's a different style of pizza. It's less yeah. about like the kind of like corner joint where you can get a slice to go. You don't really get that as much in LA because there's not as much foot traffic on the sidewalks. Mm-hmm. But for restaurant, you know, quality Neapolitan pies, you know, there's some really great spots here for that. Amazing. Okay. Well, thank you for sharing that. And, you know, you noted three things. And again, um, I think my listeners know that I come from LA. I, you know, pretty much I, I wasn't like born in LA, but I was, I grew up an hour outside of LA and I lived exactly where you're living right before I moved to New York city. So I do want to know, you know, like you noted those three things about the misconceptions of LA and so forth, but what ultimately drew you to create New Yorkers in LA, because obviously there was something missing in LA, right? Uh, that's my thought when seeing the New York article of, of you developing New Yorkers in LA. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Um, so just for a little bit of background for your listeners, mm-hmm. uh, I created a group called NYC in LA. Uh, this was back in summer of 2020, um, because I noticed all these New Yorkers, you know, a lot of them were fleeing the city because of COVID. The city became a really tough place to live for a lot of people. A lot of them were moving out to LA and I'd already been in LA for a couple of years. I'd built up a little bit of a community. Um, but I think I realized that, you know, there are a lot of challenges for, for New Yorkers coming out to LA, figuring out where to live, you know, making friends, figuring out what, what local events to go to, you know, getting recommendations for a cleaner or a hairstylist. So we created this group. Uh, it's grown to over 500 people now, uh, all just through uh, word of mouth, all organically. And um, I can tell you a little bit more about, you know, what some of the things we've done with a group are. But yeah, the, the New York Times, uh, they, they took notice and this reporter uh, featured us in a piece last month, um, all about how former New Yorkers are networking on WhatsApp. Um, and uh, yeah, the response to the article has been tremendous uh, ever since it came out. We've had dozens of new people join in the last uh, few weeks. And it's been a lot of fun to hear all these people and kind of hear everyone's New York to LA journey. You know, everyone has a different story. Uh, there are a lot of common themes, but it's um, it's great for for building community. And and to answer your original question about you know what why even do this, yeah. I think it's because you know New Yorkers are really to me they're a distinct subculture. You know, everyone's kind of had the same experiences. Everyone um, you know has gone to New York. It's almost like being friends with someone that you went to the same college with. Um, so I I think there's just really something special about bringing together New Yorkers and Southern California. Uh, you know, for me, it really combines the best of both worlds, you know, the, the quality of life and the weather in LA, 
but kind of the edge and grit and sharpness that you associate with New Yorkers. I love it. Yes. And again, this is why I was so drawn to it because, you know, if I was in LA, I'd probably be in your shoes developing the same thing at some point, right? Because uh, again, it's the people, it's the energy, it's the uniqueness of those relationships and experiences you build while here that you are pretty much encapsulating into this WhatsApp that you've developed. So just to set the record straight, you created this WhatsApp. You said it's like 500 people now. Like I read that there's a cap of 250 people minimum on WhatsApp. And is this still available for people to join? And where else can they join if not the WhatsApp? So you hit the nail on the head. The WhatsApp group size limit has really been a challenge for us because it it is capped at 256, but we've had this Mm -hmm. incredible demand. And so a big challenge for me as the moderator of this group is what to do with this demand. On one hand, you want to keep it intimate and, you know, vet to make sure you have, you know, good qualified people. On the other hand, you want to be as inclusive as you can and open up to to a lot of people. So what we are now is we have a WhatsApp group. It's at capacity. We have a waiting list, 256 people. We also have a Facebook group uh, that has over 400 people. That's a little bit less active, um, but we've been making some moves to engage people on Facebook and bring them onto the WhatsApp platform as spots open up. We also started a sister group. This was an idea that one of the members suggested for housing. So just NYC and LA housing, because at one point, Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of the posts were just about short-term sublets, seeking or offering housing. And I think we realized, you know, there's a place for that, but that's not really the core value of the New York and LA group. I think the real core value is just local recommendations, events, you know, planning picnics, some, some of the events I can tell you about that I've been putting together for the group. So at this point, having the, the core WhatsApp group, which is full, the New York and LA housing group, which is about 100 people, and the Facebook group, which is uh, about 400 people, those are kind of the main ones now. And for people looking to get involved, I would say join the Facebook group. It's open to anyone. There are no restrictions on that. You know, there are spots opening up on the WhatsApp group all the time as people move. So I think that's a good way to to get engaged. And anyone can find that just by searching on Facebook for NYC in LA. Perfect. And we'll plug that into the show notes here. Thank you for, again, creating this, for sharing this. I am so curious. What are the conversations that are going on in this WhatsApp? Like, what do people say? What, what, how does the day start with, with the conversation? Yeah, uh, it's a good question. Um, first, uh, I guess I'll share the group description just mm-hmm. to try to set the tone. I, I said, uh, and this is uh, in the WhatsApp group, I said, the purpose is to build community for New York people in L.A., to share apartment listings and local resources, find safe ways to gather in person or virtually, and share funny stories and tips on staying mentally fit. Uh, We love New York, but we're embracing life on the left coast, which is strange and wonderful. And yes, you can find good pizza here. (laughs) Um, So that's uh, how I described it. Uh, As I said, it's grown organically. Um, It's been great for a bunch of things, um, for making friends, uh, meeting new people, uh, this, this one of the guys uh, who had just moved to LA, he, he wrote this in the group chat. He said, I have this quote in front of me. He said, incredibly grateful for this group. Virtually all the people I've met and bonded with in LA has stemmed from New York in LA. And that made me incredibly happy mm-hmm. to see, you know, it feels good, you know, knowing that we're, we're building community and we're helping people make friends. Uh, also some dates, some romantic connections have happened. Uh, we've hosted two singles events, mm-hmm. uh, Valentine's Day singles dinner in the Palisades. 
and an event in Santa Monica two months ago that had over 40 people. A lot of local recommendations. A lot of people share tips on cleaning services, movers, dentists, uh, co-working spots, date spots. And this is pretty cool, actually. We crowdsourced, we put together collectively an LA Coolist, uh, we call it, which is basically just a Google sheet with recommendations for LA things like anything from hikes to date yep. spots to uh, groups for running and cycling and fitness, uh, recommendations for local activities and events. Um, and that's been a, a real asset, especially for newcomers to LA who kind of want to get points in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Um, and the way I think about it is, you know, on one hand, there are a lot of local guides out there, but it's nice to have one that meets the high standards of New Yorkers. So that's been mm-hmm. a fun thing to uh, put together. I love that. Is that available for just the group? Uh, no, it's available for anyone. I'm happy to send you the link if you want to put Perfect. it in the notes. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Because uh, the more resources that we can help, you know, just people in general, and of course, those who love New York and are making their way to LA and love LA as well. So yeah, that absolutely. is amazing. I'm, I'm excited that you created this, you know, I, this is a podcast about New York, you know, more sad that we've lost a New Yorker like yourself, but um, let's get into um, a little bit more of like your particular life in LA, like to paint a picture for people. So sure. like I've asked, what do you like and dislike about New York? Curious to know that from the LA perspective. So you know, people always ask me which city I prefer, uh, New York or LA, and it's kind of an impossible question to answer, right? Because the cities are so different. Um, But the short answer I tell people is that New York has the most amazing people you'll find in any city, and LA has the best quality of life, uh, especially if you live where I do on the west side in Santa Monica. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm biased, but I, I love it in Santa Monica. Mm-hmm. But, but really, you've got sunny skies 300 days a year. You've got amazing, beautiful parks and the beach, great hiking spots. And, uh, you know, where I live in Santa Monica, I mean, it's, I, I go for walks, you know, overlooking the, the beach and Pacific Coast Highway every day at sunset, which is really just magical. Um, the summers, you have beach gatherings and outdoor concerts, and even in the winters, the, the weather is pretty good, re- rarely drops below 50. Um, you can have picnics, uh, you know, in the park in February, which would be unheard of uh, in New York. You know, you can wake up to surfing, beach volleyball, and it, everything just feels a little bit easier uh, compared to New York. You know, you, you get more space for your apartments, everything's a little bit more spread out, you know, mm-hmm. stress levels are lower. So that's something I, I really appreciate. I feel like my blood pressure is just lower. I feel like it's easier <laughs> for me to remain calm. Yeah. And uh, I'm a writer. And so it's, it's nice to ha- kind of have you know, fewer distractions. And, you know, I still travel to New York a lot. Uh, as, as I mentioned, I go back to the city four or five times a year. I'll be back again in a few weeks. And my favorite times to go back to the city are in September and October, in the fall, and the leaves are changing. And you feel the magic of autumn in the city. Uh, and springtime, of course. You know, you can't be at the city in May and June when the weather's getting nice again and everyone's getting back out there and picnics in the park. Um, so, you know, it's something I think about a lot. I mean, I, do I have a favorite city? Uh, you know, they're both my favorite. Um, and for me, really going back and forth between New York and LA, it reflects the, the way I want to live and kind of the balance I'm searching for. You know, my, my life when I'm in New York, it's more fast paced and action packed, a busier social calendar. And then when I come back to Santa Monica, you know, by the beach, it kind of gives me a chance to breathe uh, and slow down. So, Finding that the kind of bicoastal balance really works for me. And I, I should say, by the way, I wrote an article for anyone interested 
an article called How to Be Bicoastal uh, that went viral and I'm hoping that, you know, inspires more people to, you know, embrace these kind of flexible, you know, lifestyles uh, like I have. Yeah, no, for sure. We'll definitely plug that in as well. So please do send that over. I mean, I can totally see that balance of the bicoastal life being, you know, just that perfect yin and yang for, for the energy of an individual, right? Um, yeah. if, if it fits an individual, that that won't fit everyone, right? Mm-hmm. But um, you definitely painted a great picture there. Um, did, did you know any dislikes of LA though? You're saying all positives here, Daniel, and I'm, I'm trying to probe the realness <laughs> too. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the realness, um, the, the biggest downsides of LA... For me, traffic isn't even one of them because, you know, I, I don't I don't commute to an office. I think if you had to drive across town every day and be stuck yeah. in traffic for an hour, that would be miserable. That's just not an issue for me. I mean, I'm able to walk and bike most places. Yeah. Uh, you know, if I want to go to West Hollywood, maybe it'll take, you know, half an hour, 45 minutes. But that's just once in a while. The biggest issues are the homelessness. There's a really big homelessness problem in downtown Santa Monica, in Venice, in downtown L.A., in Brentwood and a lot of parts of the city. And that's a real topic of conversation these days. How can the city do a better job uh, treating the homeless uh, situation and providing better resources, everything mm-hmm. from housing to mental health and addiction resources uh, for, for the homeless? That's a big issue. And then, uh, you know, if I'm being honest, you know, dating uh, is a little tougher for me in L.A. You know, in New York, I felt like I really kind of figured it out and it was really my people. And right. uh, dating has been a little more challenging in LA. It's more of a car culture. And mm. I'm kind of used, used to, as a New Yorker, just, you know, walking out to the local cafes and bars and restaurants and Hudson and, you know, just walking everywhere. And the, the, the cars definitely adds a little bit of a different wrinkle. Um, so, you know, for me, you know, I, I definitely prefer New York, I would say, as a, as a place to date. Right. Um, but, uh, you know, other than that, you know, life in LA is, is pretty great. If I'm being honest, I, I really enjoy it. Well, thank you for, again, giving us that insight. I I definitely know everything you're talking about. And just for context, again, Santa Monica, Venice Beach, if you're going to be in LA, that is probably the most, I would say, especially um, Venice Beach, similar to that culture and lifestyle of what you can get bustling wise in New York City, right? Just with like the boardwalk and uh, the cafes, the, the beach, the, the just, it's almost like Times Square. Of, 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 of LA. Would you agree or disagree? Yeah. I, I, I wouldn't say Times Square because there's really nothing in LA that approaches the yeah. Times yeah. Square, but I think it, you're right in that it's one of the epicenters of LA. So mm-hmm. LA is not like New York. There's no real one city center. There's no one real nucleus the way Midtown is in New York. Yep. Mm-hmm. There are a bunch of different centers. So uh, Santa Monica is one of the centers. Uh, Venice is one of the centers. Mm-hmm. Uh, West Hollywood is, is a very big center. Uh, downtown LA is becoming a little bit more of a, of a nucleus so that you know there, there are certain kind of hubs that people spend time in uh, silver lake uh, for especially for people in the the arts and the creative industries and the music industry silver lake and echo park so you know for people moving to la I, I tell them to really kind of get a sense for the different neighborhoods and how, how different they are but you know when i was just talking with one of my new york friends who was contemplating move to la i explained why i moved to santa monica and i was like you know if you're going to move west from New York, why not just go all the way west, yeah. be by the beach, you know, get that nature and palm trees. You know, you don't want to be in downtown LA, which is kind of like a crappier version of midtown Manhattan mm-hmm. with, you know, tall buildings and traffic and noise yeah. and concrete jungle. Like if you're going to move west, get the full, you know, SoCal experience. That means being by the beach and the palm trees and the hiking spots. And that's why I really love the west side of LA. 
Yeah. Um, if you do move to downtown, there is a subway, like there's a train there that takes you directly off to Santa Monica. I have taken that because I worked in downtown and lived in Santa Monica. And so that does work, but you're right in Santa Monica and Venice. It's the most walkable culture you're going to get in LA because you can walk to the beach. You can walk to places for the most part. And when you're like in other areas and cities, like you can do it around your neighborhood, but you, you have to drive to most other places. Yeah. And that really makes a difference being able to just pack up, you know, a picnic and a beach bag and just walk out with your friends or bike out and you're on the beach in, in minutes uh, you know, it's just an easy, frictionless, fun experience. And it's just something I I never really got in New York. You know, I, I compare it maybe to the, the picnics I used to do in Central Park, which are yeah. great. I, I love Central Park. But, you know, there's there's something different about being on the beach and having the Pacific Ocean and the waves crashing. It's it's a really special experience. I love that you keep talking about picnics. That is one of mine and my husband's biggest like thing to do. And we used to do it in L.A. when we lived in L.A. too. One of our getaways is off of PCH. We go all the way up to Malibu. Um, and it's like one of those off cliff um, little beaches. It's I think it's called El Pescador uh, yeah. right off of uh, Malibu. And you kind of just walk down some rocks and then there's like it's just a whole little oasis for yourself, like having picnics picnics there have you have you been down pch or any of the the cliff um beaches there yeah i don't think i've been to that particular one you know i spend a lot of time up in malibu Mm -hmm. uh, which has some amazing beaches up in the palisades um but yeah usually you know either down to venice beach which has a lot of good uh you know restaurants and and nightlife spots and a lot of my friends live down there or up to malibu that that's kind of the the limits of where i usually go i haven't really made it down to uh huntington uh south bay I uh, haven't spent a lot of time there yet, hoping to at some point. And then I, I guess another thing is r- road trips. That's another big thing yeah. I love in LA. You know, in New York, you know, you have to go an hour or two outside of the city to maybe get up to the Hudson River Valley, good hiking and nature spots. Just here in LA, you know, the road trip options are just amazing. Just, you know, weekend getaways, San Diego, Santa Barbara, Ojai, which I've gotten to know, which is beautiful. Um, and just Joshua Tree, just some really, truly spectacular options for just, you know, spending a weekend uh, that are really close to LA. So I, I love um, that. Springs, Big Bear, yeah, I've done them exactly. all. I've Never. done them all. And this is yeah. why we left LA because having been there for years and years, we needed a change, right? From, from, from that even balance. And then the pandemic happened and we're in New York, but no complaints here. We are all where we're supposed to be. And I... I'm so happy that you, again, created this New York is in LA page. And this has been amazing. You are amazing. And, you know, I can keep probing on New York versus LA, vice versa, but I'm not going to. I do want to ask, though, you know, um, is is there any word of advice for New Yorkers who have to leave the city and for whatever reason um, are going to miss it? Like, what would you tell them? Just find your community somewhere. Um I, I think it's important to, to find your tribe, to build your community in a new place. And whether it's in LA, tapping into a group like New Yorkers in LA, I think it can really just start with one good friend uh, who can open their doors to you, point you in the right direction, welcome you in. I think it would be hard to move to a place where you don't know anyone. Um, you know, I'm sure if you're super friendly and outgoing, you can make it work uh, anywhere. But I think it's, it helps to really just start with those, those seeds that have already been planted, people you know. I would encourage people to get involved in local community groups. That was really big for me in LA. You know, it's very easy, you know, as a New Yorker to just think, oh, I'm just going to go out to bars and clubs and meet people. But as you get older, that's really kind of a less, less desirable way to make friends and meet people. And so I've suggested people, 
you know, get involved in local health and fitness groups. Uh, you know, there's a group called the LA Hiking Club that meets every Wednesday at 7 a.m. and goes for a big group hike with 30 people and their dogs. Uh, there's a book club. I, I created a book club and a media club where I discuss different articles and current events with friends. And for me, those kinds of interest groups are really a great way to meet people and host, hosting dinners, you know, as you get to know people, invite them to your own events. You know, I started hosting Shabbat dinners once a month. And I tried to always bring in a couple, you know, people who are new in town to LA and kind of introduce them to some of my other friends who've been here a little bit longer. And, you know, just always you know, think about ways to, to pay it forward. Think about how hard it was when you first moved to a new place. And I always just try to, you know, welcome in other newcomers and, you know, see what it, whatever it is I can do to, you know, make their transition a little bit easier. I love it. Yes. That community and, you know, just opening up and, and, and meeting new people and having those conversations and asking those questions is going to take you just very far in, in, in building friendships and so forth, wherever you may be. And mm-hmm. I, I will note, though, I was one of them people that moved to a city without knowing anyone. I did have my husband come with me, though. Right. But we, we, we've, we've made it. But I'm so happy now that, you know, there is places like New Yorkers in LA that you've developed. And I developed this particular podcast for that reason, for needing to connect with New Yorkers and wanting to learn about their experiences. So I can't thank you enough for your time. My my pleasure. I really enjoyed speaking with you. And wisdom, Daniel. So any any things that I may have missed and uh, please tell us where we can connect with you like social wise and just- um... Sure. Um, So anyone can find me on my Instagram, uh, Daniel Zoller, that's Z like zebra, A-H-L-E-R. You can also find me on my blog, uh, which is vitaminz.substack.com, where I write about health and wellness trends. Mm -hmm. Uh, As I mentioned, uh, we have a Facebook group for New York and LA, just NYC in LA that anybody can find. Uh, the WhatsApp group is full, but, you know, there will be spots opening up and, you know, we are thinking about ways to, you know, add sister groups and maybe move it to a new platform to accommodate more people. Um, and we're planning more events, um, some professional networking events uh, in different parts of LA. So yeah, excited about where, where the platform uh, and the group uh, can go. I'm excited to bring more New Yorkers in LA together. And yeah, I would definitely welcome any of your listeners to reach out if they'd like to learn more or get involved. I love it. All this will be on the show notes and you may meet me next time while I'm in LA because I missed you in New York this time. So again, Daniel, thank you so much for everything. Uh, Before I let you go, um, I am going to play this little New York minute segment that I I love to ask a speed round of questions. Are you okay to play this? Yeah, let's do it. Uptown or downtown? Downtown. East or west side? West side. Subway, bus, walking, what's your mode of transportation? Subway and walking, not a huge bus guy. Favorite New York neighborhood? These days, I'd have to say Williamsburg. I'm spending a lot of time in Williamsburg, love it there. Mm. Did you ever live in Brooklyn? You know, I I never did. I really lived all over Manhattan, but lately I've been gravitating towards Williamsburg. I have friends there, and I think if I ever moved back to the city, I would think pretty strongly of Brooklyn. I love it, okay. Favorite New York food or restaurant? Both, if you have two. Uh, food, it's got to be pizza. I'm a diehard pizza aficionado. I'm a big fan of Joe's Pizza and French Street Pizza in Soho. And then, but in terms of restaurants, the place I've been going to lately is uh, Cafe Mogador, Williamsburg, and there's one in the East Village. Really great Mediterranean, Middle Eastern food. Uh, and I, I really love that kind of cuisine. Yeah, that sounds good. Okay, favorite season in New York? The spring, when the weather gets nice. Can't beat springtime in New York. 
Nope. Favorite New York tourist destination? Favorite tourist destination? No, I don't really go to a lot of tourist destinations. Uh, the High Line I liked for a while, but now it just becomes so overrun and so crowded with tourists. It's a little bit tough. Uh, I like uh, the Whitney Museum and the, and MoMA, the Museum of Modern okay. Art. I love it. Favorite non-tourist destination? Walking tours of different parts of Brooklyn. I, I've been recommending these a lot. I've been doing these walking tours. I booked on Airbnb and I did one that was amazing. A walking tour of Hasidic Brooklyn, this uh, really ultra-Orthodox Hasidic Lubavitcher community in Crown Heights. And they welcomed me into their homes. They showed me where they made their, their tourist scrolls and bought their special clothing and where they, they pray together. And so, some of those walking tours can really just be an amazing way to kind of get to know some of these different subcultures of the city um, and kind of get a tour from a local expert. So definitely, I, I love that. that people. Yeah. Okay, where did you find that? We'll plug that in too. That's I got a, a lot of plugins. Yeah, that's <laughs> on Airbnb and I can share a link to that one. Walking tour, okay. Acidic Brooklyn, very cool. Unique. Okay, favorite holiday in the city? Uh, July 4th, my birthday. <laughs> oh, no way. Happy birthday. Yeah. That, yeah. That, that is an awesome, spectacular yeah. day with fireworks going off. I love it. That, yep. Yeah. Okay. Favorite New York movie or TV show, if you watch any? Uh, Seinfeld, back in the day. And then I watched Sex in the City, every episode of that. I love it. And yeah, I would say those, those two. Favorite New York park? Central Park. Although I will say an honorable mention goes to uh, Church of St. Luke in, in, in the fields, in the West Village, a little semi-secret park I used to always go to that's right on Barrow and Hudson, really beautiful spot. Ooh, I love that. That's never been shared. All right. So that's going to be swarmed next. Um, <laughs> favorite weekend getaway from New York? Montauk. I, I used to go to Montauk a lot in the city. Love it out there. The end of the world. I yeah. swear I thought we were going to fall off the cliff once <laughs> we were driving at night down there. Yeah. All right. Um, I, this is so random, but I started asking it because on a scale of one through 10, how good of a driver are you? I'm a pretty good driver. I would say yeah. eight. So you, you, you grew up in Connecticut, so you always drove, you know, yeah. New Yorkers, some New Yorkers don't have driver's license. So I right. like to ask this random question, but you know, now that you're in LA, you say eight. I love that. Okay. One word to describe New York. Vibrant. Number one tip on how to live your best life in New York City. Go with the flow, uh, embrace uncertainty, uh, you know, surrender. You're not always gonna be in control, but just have faith that, you know, if you put your best foot forward and surround yourself by good people, everything will work out great. Beautiful. And Shabbat Shalom, Daniel. We are recording on a Friday. <laughs> yes, Shabbat so, Shalom. Thank you for your time again and your My wisdom. Pleasure. It's been such a pleasure. Thank you. Great talking to you, Mariana. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to Gossip Mista. Your support means the world. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, please be sure to hit the subscribe button and share this podcast with your friends. Can't wait till next week's episode? Follow along on Instagram at Gossip Mista to get my latest New York happenings. But if you live and breathe New York City like I do and want even more, go to our website at GossipMista.com, explore, and subscribe to our newsletter to get insider tips first. Lastly, if you have any questions and or scoop on the city, you can email me at gossipnista at gmail.com. Until next time, you know you love me. XOXO, Gossipnista.